and welcome to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And once again, we are bringing you a story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. I have a question. Yes, I have an answer. Heidi, question. Heidi, question. Um, When you say... I, I like the intro. I think it's really strong. I don't. My we priorities. <laughs> my question is, you said, hopefully we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. Yeah. Are we becoming collectively one bug by yes. listening to this podcast? Yeah, the world is carried on the back of a giant tortoise shell. So I picture all of us as one bug. <laughs> on the back of that tortoise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are our podcast listeners called bugs? Or they don't want to be bugs in rugs? No, they want to be bugs You want to be bugs because you want to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. What is the counter to that? What do you mean? If what you're do you not mean? a bug in a rug. <laughs> you can only have one wife! Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're not a bug in a rug, then what are you? You're a... I don't have an answer. <laughs> that could be this week's question. I if you're know. not a bug in a rug, then what are you? If you're not a bug in a rug, then what are you? Scared and awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are. You're scared and awake at night. <laughs> when the lights go off, <laughs> you're terrified. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> we're not in Georgia, so we're fine. <laughs> You know what's close to Georgia, though? <laughs> not. You can say it, but not Colorado. <laughs> Closer than us. Anyway, hi, welcome to my stand up special. <laughs> um. Anyway, today we are not talking about Georgia, we are talking about Colorado. But you know what? They are both states. So in the end, we did get there. Mm. More specifically, we will be discussing the Denver International Airport. It also goes by D-E-N, capital D-E-N. It also goes by capital D-I-A. Most of the time, I will be saying the Denver International Airport. Like the flight codes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why does it get... No, you don't get two codes. You only get one code. (laughs) Why? You only get one wife. I don't know. I... It depends on what source you're looking at. So I don't know what the official one is, which I should have looked it up because I did fly into there. That's why I'm talking about the story. Hello. I've decided to do the story because I did take a trip to California and I had a layover at the Denver International Airport. So. In the den. In the den or the dia. You spend a dia in the den? (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I know. So the Denver International Airport was opened in 1995, becoming famous for being the largest airport in North America by land area, boasting 33,531 acres of land, which is approximately 52.4 square miles. It is also the second largest in the world. So the airport, if you've never been there... Sits on the western edge of the Great Plains, has a view of a part of the Rocky Mountains, and resides only 25 miles from downtown Denver. So as you're flying in, you kind of see a little bit of everything. Downtown, mountain range, kind of flat downtown, area. Downtown, cruising for the valley. Tiptoeing. And street like I don't know the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Denver International Airport currently has non-stop service to 215 destinations amongst 23 different airlines throughout North America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. The flights leave from the Jepson Terminal, J-E-P-P-E-S-E-N, and then there's three concourses, Concourse A, Concourse B, and Concourse C. Now, these are connected by a pedestrian bridge and an underground train system. They have a train? Yeah, well, Pittsburgh has one. But it's like 52 miles, I guess. Yeah. So the airport... Okay. Let me clear this up. The airport isn't doesn't take up all of that land. There's like runways and stuff. There's runways, but even the runways don't really take up that much land. They just basically have the airport and then the runways and then just kind of like a couple of miles of land. 
before you get to like anything else for activities yeah Fine the activities the uh ambiance you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So this impressive airport was constructed to replace the Stapleton International Airport, S-T-A-P-L-E-T-O-N, that was in working condition from 1929 until 1995 when Denver International Airport opened. Was it in the same location? Um, I don't think it was exactly in the same location. The Denver International Airport was not built over top of this airport. They're in two separate locations. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. It's like a very plain goose. Airplane goose. <laughs> Built on a great on an airplane In graveyard. graveyard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the Stapleton International Airport became limited in space and the runways were an, unable to deal with the weather and wind patterns that went through um, Colorado, Denver specifically. Um, so it was determined that it was not equipped to deal with the number of flights that needed to come in and out of the area. It became a really big hub for um, not only people wanting to go there, but it's a huge like layover area for airplanes to like land there and then take off to other places. Yeah. So it was really important. So they realized like, hey, we it just can't hold as much as air traffic as it needs to. Right. It was becoming an area where people had to go through in a center of travel, so they had to expand. Yes. Yes. So, the construction of the Denver International Airport began on September 1989 under the leadership of Denver Mayor Frederico Pena, P-E-N-A. Now, the Denver Regional Council of Governments also had a say in this plan and I think it was kind of like the city's uh, zoning committee building committee Mm -hmm. construction committee gave out the permits those things exist yeah and the authorization of 60 million dollars by federal officials so they initially had a 60 million dollar budget now Mayor Wellington Webb inherited the mega project two years later Everyone was very excited for the opening date that was scheduled for October 29th, 1993. Didn't make it. Unfortunately, it did not make it. Two years. (laughs) Two years. So poor planning, design changes, United Airlines changes in standards, and a millwright strike caused a multitude of delays. Now, millwright strikes... I looked it up, and I'm kind of forgetting what it is, but it's just a worker's strike. I think, like, the construction workers went on strike throughout Mm -hmm. a certain period. So the scheduled opening date was pushed further into 1993, then into 1994, and then on September 25th, 1994, the airport finally hosted a fly-in to show off how far they had come to pilots, the FFA, and recreational spectators. So it's basically, like... Like an opening party, but we're not open yet. We're almost there. So did they, like, you could fly in, check it out, and leave? A little bit, but I don't know how many people... Like, it was more of like a party, not like an actual, like, people are flying on planes to land here and get off and fly somewhere else. Bad name. Right. Bad name. Right, right, right. (laughs) Try again. The DEN finally replaced Stapleton on February 28th, 1995. 16 months behind schedule and nearly two billion dollars over budget. (laughs) (laughs) They started with 60 million. Yeah. 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 It was it was yeah. One for the record books, folks. (laughs) So who do they blame that on? Like one of the new mayor that took over or the first mayor that started it or I don't know. It just said that a lot of plans were scrapped and restarted Mm -hmm. um and then the way that they built the airport what there was a lot of disagreements on where to put the actual runways to deal with like wind trajectory and all this stuff so i think it just kind of got passed around to everybody Mm -hmm. sounds like they just bit off more than they could chew yeah they didn't i don't it's all it sounds like they didn't have a great plan to begin with and they're like we'll be fine we'll figure it out we'll just start and And then they figure it out along the way Yeah. yeah and then they did it now none of this may sound very creepy or mysterious right away but let us dig a little deeper into the details of the denver international airport 
Many aspects of this facility have stirred up conspiracy theories left and right. So the Denver International Airport, if you've never heard of it before, um, it's just an airport, but a lot of people, myself included, I've heard of this before. There are a lot of conspiracy theories floating around about basically the entire thing. Have you heard of any? You know anything? Any details? Um, no. But I know, I don't know any specifics. Yeah. What I do know is that it is a strange vibe. Sure. Because there are things that circulate. Like, I can't yeah. remember any specific stories, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. <laughs> Wait, you're like, I know, I've heard through the grapevine that weird stuff goes right. down. Right. Like, I hear Denver Empire, and I'm like, ooh. No. Oh. 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 Oh, big, like, big. airplane graveyard was not a stretch in my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got ghost planes out there. They got ghost, they got ghost planes. <laughs> they got ghost jets. <laughs> They got What's it, name another gliders. plane. Yeah, <laughs> it's like name something else that flies. Now, with over 33,000 acres to work with, a 16-month extension on building time, and $2 million additions to the budget, what could possibly be made besides one hell of an airport? It's the question that everybody's been Wait, asking. $2 million or $2 billion? $2 billion. Okay, yeah. Two billion. Did I say two million? Two you, billion. You said billion, then you said million, and now I'm like, but I got all excited it about was billion. billion. It was billion. That's a lot of monies. Well, rumors started circulating after a former airport construction worker claimed that there were five multi-story buildings created beneath the airport that had a complex network of tunnels connecting everything together. Kind of like Fallout. Sure. It's like a, like, there's a, there's Fallout the video game, and then there's like a Fallout app where basically there's just a bunker and it's you, you're building stories underground sure. and then you have to man those stories with people yeah. and and take care of all the business and stuff but like they just keep building down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, basically that's what it is. They just kept building. So a lot of people think that the reason they went over budget and all the planning details were kind of to hide we built this oh, we didn't want it anymore. Wink wink and then they just kind of like it's just an underground bunker now. Oh, darn. We did the darn thing upside down. We did the daggone thing upside down. <laughs> we did it upside down. down. Dang, Don't it. tell anybody. <laughs> now, Rodney Stitch, author of Defrauding America, claims to have a copy of a tape of a CIA agent paying off the mayor of Denver to get the airport built in a specific way. Now, was this the multi-story bunker the- underneath? Maybe. They do film it for receipts. Maybe. Like, why is there a video? If you're in the CIA, why did you allow Listen, a video of that to happen? I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but what I'm saying is I've never seen it. <laughs> but but I wouldn't see it. Also, I think it's like a cassette tape. Like, you recorded them talking. Oh. Not like a video. <laughs> I was literally thinking someone had, an like, a 90s camcorder video. <laughs> Get that guy off my fence. We watched SWAT recently. (laughs) Hey, I'm on TV. Get that guy off my fence. (laughs) Couldn't have given us the bus. They always give us the bus. Oh, my goodness. That joke's related because we're talking about playing. We are. We are. True. Now, after these little slips, many started to guess what these secret underground buildings could be doing down there. Is it a FEMA concentration camp? Is it an underground fallout shelter for billionaires when the apocalypse comes? How about a satanic cathedral? Is it Area 52? Are there aliens or lizard folk running the show and using this underground facility to place children into slavery? For lizard purposes? Well, <laughs> I we haven't seen it, so lizard, we don't know. Lizard children or human children? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Either it's way, still slavery. Slavery's bad. <laughs> Yes. Now, despite these interesting guesses, most theorists believe that it is a vast network of underground New World Order command bunkers. Now, capital N on the new, capital W on the world, capital O on the order. Oh, what happened to Old World Order? (laughs) They... (laughs) <laughs> they built the new world order on its ruins. <laughs> oh, so there's ghost world order walking around. <laughs> it's an old world order graveyard. But it's... 
I don't know why I keep going with this joke, but <laughs> I like it personally. Now, have you ever heard of the New World Order? Clearly not. Clearly not. Okay. So the New World Order, I'm going to summarize it very, very briefly. We could talk about the New World Order for hours. There's so many things. How new? How new is it? Honestly, not as new as you'd think. Well, I mean, this thing was built in 95. <laughs> no, it was finished in 95. Yes. So, like... Before that. Longer than that. Yeah. Well, they didn't just be like, oh, oh, an, air- an airport's being made. Let's start a new world order. If anything, it's a young adult world order. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, the new world order is a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. According to nymag.com, this political clique, quote, works in secret as well as through official seeming above ground means, seeks to establish an all powerful, possibly Luciferian one world government. Like. Lucifer. Like they, yeah, they, they, they worship the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the best name they could come up with was New World Order. Yeah, basically. Well, Illuminati was taken. I, okay, yeah, I was thinking Illuminati. I have, I would like to throw my hat into the ring with a theory for what. Damn, never mind. You said Area Fifty Two. I was gonna say yeah. Men in Black. Yeah, I already got. Hey, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> I thought I was so excited to share too. I was like, I got this. I know exactly oh what it is. Oh my goodness! Yeah, some people do believe it's Area Fifty Two though. Like they hide UFOs down there, um, and Area Fifty One's just like the. Oh, so it is a plane graveyard. It's a flying object graveyard. We got plane ghosts. <laughs> I've solved your airport puzzle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, back to the New World Order. Essentially what I'm saying is it's a group of elite, high-up people who want everybody to come together and be under their control. One government, one world, New World Order. One order. Yeah. New world. New One World Order. Yeah. New One Direction Order. <laughs> well, they're, well new, I can't confirm nor deny that they're in it, so. New One Direction. New direction, one direction. <laughs> and so they got. Oh my God! They're in. They're in the new world order. They are the new world. <laughs> so many believe that fractions of this order date back to at least the 1700s, with the birth of the Freemasons and the Illuminati. So it was not called the New World Order back then. Now, though, while those thought to be the Freemasons and the Illuminati work in secret to gain power and control, those in the New World Order work a little bit more in plain sight. Now, the Freemasons was a thing. Like, it was a legit... Organization. Organization. It had members. Like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. That is, like, proven. It dates back to, like... Um, the Freemasons, it's like steel workers or mm-hmm. whatever. So a lot of their imagery comes from that. Not steel workers, iron workers. Yeah. Something along those lines. So it came from that, but then it kind of got turned into like a secret club and they just use that name. But what do they do? Um, Secret stuff. Crime? Secret crime Yeah, stuff? probably. Secret crime stuff. Okay. They're trying to brainwash everybody to become a part of this new world order. <laughs> Not so much the Freemasons. I think that was a little more recreational. (laughs) But now it's kind of changed. We just brainwash people for fun. (laughs) Now, some individuals thought to be involved in this cult, quote-unquote, allegedly include just three examples. George H.W. Bush, the British Prime Minister Gordon Brown, and Beyonce. (laughs) Part of New World Order or the Freemasons? Yeah, part of the New World Order. Oh, there were presidents and things like that that were not part of the Freemasons. For real, real. Yeah. 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 George H.W. Bush, I'm not sure, but the New World Order. Yeah. Which one is George H.W.? The old one, I think. Well, because the other one's George W. Bush. I thought the first one was just George H. Bush, so now I'm... But I don't know. Hey, look me in the eye. Does it matter? For me personally. <laughs> Outside of that, no. Now, the reasons for people thinking that these individuals are in the New World Order. Because they've flown through the Denver airport. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's it. That's all it takes. Not really. Then am I a part of it? 
Blueberry. <laughs> Stickle sack. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Now, George H.W. Bush made a speech on March 6th, 1991, detailing the possibilities for global cooperation and internationalism in the post-Cold War world. A lot of people took this as him saying we should become one, under one government, that I will rule. That's the new world order. He'd be the guy, huh? (laughs) Hey, maybe lizard folks are running the show and he's just a little puppet man. Dance puppet man! Dance puppet man! (laughs) British Prime Minister Gordon Brown called for a, quote, new Bretton Woods on October 13th, 2008, so that the world's dominant economics might craft a vision for the global economy. Jay-Z and Beyonce named their first child Blue, which some believe stands for Born Living Under Evil. Obviously, these signs are of global domination by the world's elite, right? Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly, that's what Blue stands for. If I had to break it down. Now... What I know most, not know most, but if you look up a lot of celebrity stuff about being in the Illuminati and the New World Order, a lot of stuff, people will be like, well, they make the triangle with their hands, which symbolizes the all-seeing eye that you can see on top of the dollar bill. Now, this was a clue in National Treasure. However, is this clue leading us to something more sinister? So what you're saying, I want to back up. People believe a lot of... Famous, rich people are a part of the New World Order. Is that what I asked? <laughs> no. What I'm asking is, thank you for clarifying that, but now clarify this. Are you trying to tell me with your mouth hole that the New World Order is more evil than the Illuminati? Uh, I think sinister. they are... Or sinister. I think they're intertwined. What a tangled web the Denver airport weaves. Continue, please. Yes, yes. Now, these individuals that are involved in the New World Order supposedly congregate in the underground infrastructure hidden beneath the Denver International Airport. What a good, what a good excuse. Like, we were just all there for a layover. Coincidentally. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Now, there are many signs that people believe are hidden in plain sight around the Denver International Airport that point to this conclusion. And I'm going to list you some of them. Please do. And before anybody asks, no, I did not get to see them because airports stress me out and I was by myself. And I only had an hour to eat and then catch my flight and I was in the wrong building because Southwest does not have any of these things in their terminal. <laughs> Let me just clear that out of the way right now. <laughs> All right. Number one, the runways at the Denver International Airport were designed in a pinwheel shape around the airport in order to outsmart the wind in Colorado, allowing the planes to leave from any direction. However, some unfortunately think that these runways take the shape of a swastika. I'm not entirely sure how a swastika is necessarily related to the New World Order. I guess in a sense that Nazi Germany wanted to have one race. Mm-hmm. One nation under Hitler. Right. Indivisible. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> That's nothing. well hitler might disagree if he's listening that's wait (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be quiet and let you continue (laughs) well i was just thinking there's a conspiracy theory that hitler didn't die when he actually was thought to have died they shuttled him under but i actually colorado yeah under the colorado yes and he and there he resides frozen until they came i don't know how old he was okay anyway don't i don't ask me so anyway swastika pinwheel you know Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Not really. Not really, but I mean, from the sky. <laughs> from the sky. From the sky. 
A capstone was placed inside the airport to memorialize its dedication on March 19th, 1994. Supposedly, there's a time capsule underneath. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking the plaque that's above it. Right. Don't know what's in the time capsule. It wasn't open. Don't know when it's going to be open. I could be making that up. Probably in good time. Probably in good time. (laughs) Now, this particular stone has the Masonic symbol of a compass with the capital G inside. Now, Masonic symbols themselves were used by the Freemasons which we have talked about. They were originally traced back to the Middle Ages from a stonesman's guild. In this guild, the original meaning of the symbol was supposed to serve as a reminder to explore personal desires and passions while maintaining morality. That was like the triangle part of it, I guess. The G in the center is a reminder that everything revolves around God. So your desires, your passions Mm -hmm. being more, more, you know, having morality... Um, that all resol- revolves around God. Some think that this symbol is a sign that the Freemasons helped build the airport because beneath the symbol, this is just, listen, it's all out there, but beneath the symbol, there is a group named the New World Airport Commission that is credited with helping build the airport. So while this symbol was used for the Stonesman's Guild, with nothing suspicious around it, the Freemasons, the cult group, the Freemasons, the higher elite group that did all these secret meetings, probably criminal things, maybe orgies, I'm not sure. Recreational, all of it. Right. Took this symbol as one of their own, maybe to be a little less suspicious. They're like, we're just, we we came from a long line of stonesmen. We're stonesmen. And that is all. (laughs) And there is nothing else. (laughs) And you will do good to keep moving from here without questioning us further. (laughs) Now, this symbolism is supposedly, and the Freemasons have supposedly kind of merged into the New World Order. Some people believe that this is the connection to the airport because it says... The New World Airport Commission, a lot of people don't think that this was a real thing. It's not like an official thing. So a lot of people are like, no, no, no. It was just a group of people that were really interested in making or under one donation, no matter who it was. They just put this name because they just were really excited about the idea of a new airport. Mm -hmm. And then they probably got a certificate. To hang on their wall that says, congratulations, you were part of the new airport commission. Yes, exactly. Please reserve your room underground underneath the Denver airport (laughs) in the bunker that we've created secretly. (laughs) Others think that this symbol with the new world airport commission is like really on the nose of like, it's the cult new world order who wants a totalitarian government. Everyone under them. You know, they just threw the they just threw, they just threw the symbol and they threw the name out there. No one will notice this, <laughs> right? Right. But we don't know because we don't know who donated under the name the New World Airport Commission. Well, we had, we didn't get a certificate. So we didn't get us. it. Wasn't us, so it wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. So the the time capsule, just briefly, that is supposedly under this plaque. Um, a lot of people think that maybe it'll have all the things that this New World Order will need in order to help them take over. I don't know how big the time capsule is, so I think that's a lot of pahooey. The capsule... No, you don't understand. The capsule itself is, is the, the bunker. bunker. Oh my god. You're right. This is simply the trap door to get to the bunker. You're absolutely right. I'm a believe. I'm a believer. <laughs> Um, so when they... You're, you're absolutely right. ...open the time capsule... Well, that's why they haven't opened the time capsule. It's not the right time. Yeah. ...to take over. So when they open the time capsule and grasp the tools they need to assert world world domination, they get to change their name? <laughs> to what? The newer world order? <laughs> the newest world order. <laughs> A newer world order. A newer world order forever and onward. Amen. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, for onward. Oh, for onward. Such a good movie. Number go, three. Go watch Onward on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah. It's sad. Just a warning. Three. There are very interesting murals and pieces of artwork inside of the airport. Now, on the official Denver International Airport website, it states that, quote, 
Denver International Airport is internationally recognized for its extensive public art collection and Colorado-inspiring rotating exhibits. The mission of DEN Arts is to engage, educate, and entertain the public audience. The public artworks and temporary exhibitions aim to connect a local and global audience to the environment and culture of the vibrant city of Denver and the unique state of Colorado. From the huge blue Mustang sculpture outside of the airport to unique exhibits throughout the terminals to the songs of the Native American tribes who walked this land long ago on a bridge, DEN's art scene offers a unique look into our world. Now, a lot of people think that this artwork symbolizes the New World Order's takeover. Sure, they said the blue Mustang specifically. Beyonce's baby's name is Blue. What's it stand for again? <gasps> oh my god! Born living under evil! You're making all kinds of connections! This is why I have to riff off of you, because I never even thought... <laughs> why would they mention that specifically? You're right. You're right, you're right. And it says they we want to offer a unique look into our world. Mm-hmm. being the new world order order <laughs> if you zoom in on that website like zoom in as far as you possibly can yeah and then you get a magnified glass mm-hmm. and then you put on some reading glasses uh-huh and then you get a second magnified glass uh-huh. and you put that all together uh-huh. next to our world <laughs> there is new and order on either side our new world order now if you take the time to do this and disprove me i'll send you a sticker (laughs) yeah but now that we're talking about it and it's out there they'll take it down they might they might take it down (laughs) what a shame i'll send you a sticker either either way yeah if you try to send us a screenshot we'll send you a sticker send me a picture of you following my exact instructions (laughs) you have to have two magnifying glasses Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the art. Um, there is a lot of art. Let me begin with this. Art, 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 Did somebody mention art? There's a lot of different art. There's a lot of sculptures. Part of even, like, the train system, like, where the train comes in, um, where I was, it is built as almost like Aztec ruins. It's not Aztec. I know that's wrong. But it's not just like a normal subway. Like they have very much like tried to put the artwork into the building. Does mm. that make sense? It's like sculptural in nature. Yes. A lot of sculptures. Um, there's actually a whole spot. And I watched a woman on a YouTube video who walked through. And they have different items that they have on display and then they have like a description of what it is and then they have the conspiracy theories surrounding them like about what people think they mean yeah posted in the airport yeah the airport's really into it which we'll talk about a little bit later there they're like we're not doing that (laughs) (laughs) how silly (laughs) (laughs) don't look over here why would you think that (laughs) right exactly so i'm going to talk about some of the more famous ones and a couple of the ones that i just like (laughs) Um, so, there are two paintings, both by Leo Tanguma, T-A-N-G-U-M-A. They are basically both, hmm, I don't know how to say this, it's murals, Yep. but each piece of art is two separate murals, like kind of side by side. So, there's two murals, and each mural is two murals. Yes. So, there's four murals. Yes. Separated into two. Yes. Got it. <laughs> okay. So, and once I explain it, you'll, you'll understand a little better. So, the first is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. It is in Jepson Terminal Level 5, if you ever go. So, this mural has two sides separated by a doorway. So, that's what I mean. They're separate. So, they're part of the same art piece, but they're not connected. They're not, like, touching. Hmm. On the left side, a fire burns a forest in the background a few individuals gather around a gravesite while animals are seen in cages. On the right side, there is a plant that stands at the center of the portrait. Animals and individuals of various backgrounds are gathered around it with brightly colored skies in the background. Now, this mural is supposed to resemble the social realist murals of Mexico while highlighting the modern concerns of destruction we are doing to our environment and the eventual end of life. So, basically, pollution, fires, this is all bad. 
this could be us if we take care of our environment. Mm -hmm. In the new world. Well, some believe that, now these are nitpicky details, on a broader sense, some people believe that this is trying to convince people that if we all come together under one new world order, we will live in peace and harmony with nature. If we uncage our animals. (laughs) Well, a lot of people think that, so, details. There is a quest a quetzal bird, Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L bird, on the left side, which is actually a symbol of extinction. It's supposed to symbol extinction. And the futuristic flower, the plant that's in the middle, it's not a specific plant. It's kind of a funky looking plant. It's supposed to represent the new world. So if you just come together under the new world order. Brighter days. Brighter days are ahead of us. Mm. Take that as you will. Now, the second photo or mural drawn by Leo Tanguma is called Children of the World Dream of Peace. It is in baggage claim. There's some construction going on right now, so I've seen that it has been moved out of baggage claim, but they're going to move it back as soon as possible. I didn't check a bag, so I didn't. I also didn't get out in Denver, so I wasn't there, so I don't know. I got a question. Yes. Are these in frames? Mm, I don't know. When I think mural, I'm asking you because when I think mural, well, I think it's painted on the wall. I think it is. I think they have it covered up. Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm. With like signs or yeah. what sheets or whatever. I think that's what they mean. Yeah. Like you can't see it right now, but it's coming it back. There. Yeah. We didn't paint over it. So on the left side of this mural, a gas mask soldier leaves bodies behind them as they walk forward with a gun and a sword in hand. The mask figure is surrounded by ruins. There is a piece of paper at the bottom corner of this side of the mural with a poem written by Hama Herchenberg, who died on December 18, 1943 in Auschwitz. Sounds about right. It reads, quote, I once was a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no more a child, for I have known fear. I have learned to hate how tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies with gallows ropes. Yet I still believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. It sounded very concentration campy. Yes. That's why I said sounds about right. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to clarify. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it's... I hear gas masks and piles of bodies, and that's what I think of. Right. Sadly. Now, the other half of the picture shows children from around the world gathering together in celebration. The ones near the center hold swords wrapped in flags in their arms and are standing above a figure in a gas gas mask. It's like Taskmaster. Mm, I can't yep. say it. <laughs> Taskmaster, gas, gas. I can't say it. This mural is supposed to express the artist's desire for a society without violence, without war. Wait, so did they take out the gas mask guy? No, he's at the bottom. All the children are standing on him. Yeah, they took him out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant took him out of the painting. No, 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 no. They like, like took physically him out? Took, them, took him out. I guess. It's like that question, like, how many fourth graders do you really think that you could fight at once? Are you asking me? <laughs> no, it's just like... Less than five. Honestly, for... Yeah, I was going to say three, maybe. I on a, on a good day, if I have a head start... <laughs> And their mom's phone number less than five. <laughs> so, so like I said, this mural is supposed to express the artist's desire for a society without violence, without war, you know, all of those things. This art piece could be read similarly to the previous one, however, everyone coming together under a new world order, and we won't have to worry about war and violence, etc., because we'll trample the gas mask men. Yeah, basically. Now, Blucifer is outside 
This is the blue Mustang. It's actually called Mustang. That's what it's. That's what the art piece is called. It's not called Blucifer. It's well, Blucifer is its nickname. So the thirty-two foot tall cast fiberglass sculpture of a blue horse with orange eyes by Luis Jimenez, G I M E N E Z, is named Mustang and was debuted on February eleventh, two thousand eight. The sculpture was a nod to Jimenez. Jimenez's heritage while the LED eyes specifically um, played a tribute to his father who actually owned a neon shop that he would hmm, attend when he was younger. They actually light up, which is kind of cool. So it resides outside of the airport near Pena Boulevard. So it's like right when you drive up into the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to protect travelers and guard the airport from bad vibes i guess i'm not sure um at least that's what some would say others would disagree the artwork's bad reputation started even before its completion so this is tragic the artist actually died after a piece of the sculpture came loose while he was working on it and severed an artery in his leg now his family and the rest of the art studio that he knew and was working with um, helped complete it for him because it was something that he was really he was actually very proud of it Mm -hmm. Um, he you know was a tribute to his father and his heritage the colors just the stylization of it Um, so he really wanted to get it done so unfortunately after that accident a lot of individuals think that the horse is just plain demonic um, and because of how it looks looks a little creepy sure I think it looks awesome but I I don't know that's just me um Preston B. Nichols fueled this theory after writing the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, where he claimed to see one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse during his time working on the Philadelphia Experiment, which the Philadelphia Experience is another thing, but it's about uh, teleportation and visibility within the government, them trying to make it, blah, 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 anyway. So his description of the horsemen a lot of people thought it looked a lot like Lucifer, mm-hmm. and the front cover of the book actually looks like a horse in, like, the same position. Now, it's just a horse up on its hind legs, like... Yeah, because horses don't do that very Right, often. exactly. So, I, okay. I don't really... Sure. I like the horse, so I don't really like this conspiracy theory, but a lot of people think that the horse could be a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and thus could be a sign of the New World Order's presence at the Denver International Airport. And remember that they did, you know, supposedly worship Satan, so. A lot of people think it's creepy. A lot of people like it, and a lot of people are like, every time we go, my kids cry when they see it. I'm like, how many times are you going to the airport? They take them just to see that. (laughs) Um, I have a real issue. I understand wanting to finish something... Because it was important to your loved one. Yeah. But if that thing killed your loved one, that seems like bad juju. Yeah, but what if it was his dying wish? What are you not going to like, What are you not going to put the head in the house? It's not the horse's fault. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. No, but like... I don't know. It seems like a bad omen. It seems like a really bad omen. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people think. That's what a lot of people think. It's got bad vibes. Bad but, I but I haven't seen the horse, and I'm sure he worked very hard on it, so I would hate to see it, like, not be put to the purpose it was meant, created for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like it. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's just fine. Now, this one is just kind of one that I like. Um, it's called Notre Denver. Notre Denver. It's also at the baggage claim. There are two cast bronze gargoyles that are seen perched inside suitcases watching over the east and the west baggage claims, respectively. While they were originally put outside the building and then brought inside and were said to, like, protect the building and watch over and then, you know, ensure the safe arrival of baggage. Uh, Some think that they're another sign of Satan worship. I just love those little guys. (laughs) We need some gargoyles. Yes. I want. I want some yes. gargoyles. Like I don't deck. understand. I guess like we watch the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and those gargoyles are great. Now I have four and five listed as like reasons why people think that the 
New World Order could be in charge of the Denver International Airport. These are two of the more wild claims that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, the Queen of England could be buying property close to the Denver International Airport under a pseudonym. That's all the details I have on that. <laughs> for what? She did this for what? I mean, she's a higher elite. She's a lizard person. We all know this. So, are there lizard people? Are they in charge of the New World Order? Are lizard folk going to enslave us? Is it all connected? They can try. They could try. They can try. Are they the size of fourth graders or bigger? I don't know. I don't know. Um, on one website, now this one is like the most wild one I've ever seen. And I, I read it, not the whole thing, but I read parts of it multiple times and still did not understand. But one website connected the murder of John Bonet Ramsey, who if you've never heard of that, Google, it's a famous murder case of a little girl, to the construction of the Denver International Airport Using the victory by the Broncos at the Super Bowl 32. No, X's are 10, right? Yes. 32 on January 25th, 1998 as a stepping stone. Her dad was also thrown in there because he had lots of money and he frequented the Denver airport area or something like that. And then the Super Bowl has a lot of, you know, threes, sevens, and thirteens, which are supposed to be cult-like numbers. And the person literally wrote, even though I know in football there's a lot of threes and sevens. And I was like, really? Um, Anyway, that one's just wild to me. Football is the devil's sport. Everyone knows. (laughs) Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows the devil chose football as his favorite pastime. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I'm just going to skip over that one because I didn't get it. Um, So there are many more signs, quote unquote, that can be found throughout the Denver International Airport that one could interpret to mean a hundred different things. The airport itself does join in on the fun. They do add signs when they have things under construction of like aliens or lizard folk basically acknowledging the conspiracy theories. So they'll basically have an alien and it'll say like under construction and it's like what we're making and it'll say like a new terminal um or is it, you know, or was it an alien uh, or attack? Was it an alien attack or whatever? Um they're kind of funny. So the they- question is now are they just joining in on the fun? Mm-hmm. Or are they trying to throw us off their trail? Well, I mean, that is that is the two possibilities. <laughs> Either they have a really good sense of humor, and I admire them a lot for that. Yeah. Or they're like, well, they already think that. So, yeah. like, let's just tell them because they don't really believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's like one of those things, like, you tell them the truth, and the truth is so outlandish that there's no way they'll we'll believe it. They're like, yeah, right. And you're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's basically my little discussion on the Denver International Airport. Thoughts? Concerns? Do you think this story will keep you up at night? Or do you still think you'll be able to sleep as snug as a bug and rug? Well, um... I'm doing better now that I checked our flight schedule for vacation and we don't have a layover there. Don't have a layover there. It was, I mean, again, I I was flying Southwest. The Southwest Terminal does not have any of this in it. It does have some artwork, but none none that is, has to do with, yeah, none that really has to do with the conspiracy theories. But again, I didn't walk around that much. So if you've been and you've walked around, actually... I was talking to John. This is another reason why I did this story. And he said that he was there and he got to walk around and see some of it. And it was really cool. The one I really want to see is is Blucifer, but it's outside. Like, you have to drive either in or out of the airport. Yeah. So I'm slightly disappointed. I wonder if Jonathan would know. He stayed there for a while. Maybe. If they used the airport. Um, I think... I, let me be clear. I would love to go see it. I think it'd be really cool to walk around. I'm not necessarily creeped out. I think that it could keep me up as far as, like, wanting to see how extensive yeah. people's theories go. The reason I wanted to make sure we weren't going soon is because I am not mentally nor spiritually prepared. <laughs> I think this sounds kind of 
terrible, but do I think there's like a new world order, the Illuminati, Freemasons? Sure. Sure. I think they're all real. Why not? But like at this point in my life, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Beyonce is going to tell me what to do. I mean, okay. Not so much George H.W. Bush, but. He's fine. He's fine. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I like these conspiracy theories. They don't necessarily creep me out, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, But I think it's fun to. My favorite part is that the airport's like, oh, yeah, yeah. we're we're in on it. Oh, it's hilarious. The the signs are really funny. It's, it's, It's funny. I'll post some pictures. I enjoy that a lot. I think it's like a if you can't beat them, join them kind yeah. of thing. Like, well, here we are. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I like that. Good story. I think it was really fun. Uh, if you have been to the Denver airport and have seen some of these things, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Tell us if you found any secret trapdoors that led you to the underground bunker. Alleged underground bunker. Let us know if you cracked any clues that could solve the the, airport puzzle. The airport puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for listening. Um, All of my photos of all these things that I have discussed will be on our Facebook, which is Bug and Rug, our Instagram and Twitter, which are at BIR Podcast. If you've been, DM us. Let us know your experience. Did you see Blucifer? Did you see any of these murals? Um, we'd love to chat about it. You can send us an email, biarpodcast at gmail.com. If you are a lizard person and you have connections to the underground bunker, let us know. I'd love a tour. Also, if you are in touch with, if you're a lizard person, you're in touch with Skateboard Swamp. Yeah. Lizard man. Um, let him know that I'm a big fan. Uh-huh. Big fan. Big crush. Yeah. Love the guy. Love to meet him in person. Love to meet him in person. Love to have him on the podcast. <laughs> Long time fan, first time caller. <laughs> uh, yeah, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. All if right. You, if you have ideas on what you want a podcast episode about, you can also let us know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All my resources will be on our website, bugandrug.podbean.com. Not com, com, com. Com, 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 com. Anyway, <laughs> signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. And bye. Sleep tight.